Hey, Kevin, if you were a musician, how would you go about launching a music career? I'm not exaggerating when I say I have zero idea. Well, me either, really. Uh, so that's why we're going to explore that question with an actual musician. That's what's happening in the 315. Digital content on WAER is supported by SRC Incorporated, a not-for-profit defense contractor working to create an exceptional employee experience through respect, teamwork, and the freedom to innovate. Learn more at srcinc.com careers. Think for a second about your favorite singer or musician. How did they get to star status? Did it happen overnight? Of course not. The music business is a serious grind, and musicians all over the world, including artists here in Syracuse, have dreams of achieving stardom. They're refining their performance, building their repertoire, and building audience. All in an effort to launch a successful career. We thought it would be interesting to sit with a rising star to find out what it's like launching a music career from central New York. Justin Tanksley, simply known as Tanksley, is a Syracuse born and raised singer-songwriter who's been entertaining crowds at local festivals and clubs with his blend of soul, rock, pop, and hip-hop. Welcome to the 315. Thanks for having me. So, soul, rock, pop, hip-hop, how do you blend all that? Tell me a little bit about, before we get into who you are and what you do, I'm interested in how you settled on... Uh, sort of that uh, amalgamation of of sounds into creating your your uh, your work, right? Um, I mean, I think it's really all boils down to my influences. Um, I listen to so many different types of music, and I just always wanted to make something that speaks to who I was when I was like ten to fourteen, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I listen to everything from the Killers, like with rock. I like Led Zeppelin a lot. Um, to obviously like the greats like Stevie Wonder when it comes to soul. I like Prince a lot. I like the Isley Brothers. So everything, those two and everything in between really, you know, kind of ended up blending into what I what So, I so how old are you? I'm 23. 23, I'm 23 years right old yep. and you've decided uh, this, is, this is your path. Born and raised here in Syracuse? Yep, yep. I was born in Syracuse and uh, I went to JD High School for two years. And then after that, I started homeschooling to teach myself, you know. Mm-hmm. So take me back to the moment where you said to yourself, I'm going to do this. This is what I want to do. I want to be a musician. Do you remember that day, that moment when when you made that final decision? I don't know if there's a specific day, but there's definitely like there's definitely a feeling I had when I was about 16. And um, I was sitting at the piano and just trying to I was so intensely trying to teach myself piano because it was relaxing. And I think at, at that point, I was writing a specific song um, that I, I'll probably never put out. <laughs> but um, I was writing this song, and it hit me so emo- so hard emotionally. And I was just like, wow, if I could really make this, if I, could, if I can speak through this format so powerfully, like, I, sh- I should be doing this. And I just felt right. So do you come from a musical family, or what was sort of your introduction to music? Um, everyone in my family sings. I will say that I sometimes I forget that like not everyone can sing because we'll just we'll break out in a song <laughs> randomly. Um, but yeah, my my whole family sings. I used to sing at church and stuff. And um, but but no one really played instruments. No one's played instruments in my family really. But my grandfather was um very into listening to music and appreciating different types of music as well, which I think had a huge influence on me. Just listening to him play Miles Davis, you know, every morning. So that was cool. 
and Joe's kind of gone over the wide genres of music that you pull influence from and that you also see reflected in your own work. So sort of from this marketing standpoint, when you're talking to somebody about your music, how, how do you explain it to somebody given the wide variety of sounds? Um, I mean, I, honestly, I try not to because I feel like it should be up for interpretation, like to to a large degree. Um, but I, I call it art soul. Like, to, to try to boil it down, I'd call it art soul because it's it's mostly a combination of art rock because that's my favorite rock music and soul. So, are you trying to fit in to something, or are you trying to make the world accept your artistry? Um, I feel like it'd be inhuman to say that I was trying to fit in. Because, I, I mean, naturally, we really all want people to accept us, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day. So I guess. But this this industry is built around categorization and genres and um, a an A&R person or a label saying, yeah, this is where this person best fits uh, in in our stable of offerings. Absolutely. So how do you how do you fight that or how do you um, sort of play along with that without giving up? integrity and losing who you are as an artist um i mean i just follow the music personally i mean you know you write you you have to write from somewhere real otherwise it's just not really worth it and i think a lot of those paradigms are breaking down and um there's a lot of artists who are taking making pop music even that's very it's very them and it's real like i think rosalia is a great artist recently a latin artist who does a good job of uh, incorporating avant-garde elements into her music but it's still like very groovy and it, it's on the radio mm -hmm. you know so i mean there's a lot of stuff a lot of good stuff happening in music now because of spotify and things like that Kids yeah are getting access people's tastes are changing oh, and yeah. yeah you're getting access to uh, things that aren't mainstream right. and sometimes it's it's actually cooler to, exactly. be, to be down with something that's not a part of the mainstream. Right, right. I read uh, that you have uh, written uh, near or over 400 songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I write. I write every day. Um, I, I put them, I have a vault, you know. Um, I go back and I, I rewrite songs. I edit things. But, yeah, I have, uh, it's, it used to be just poetry, mm -hmm. you know. And then I was going back and I'd write. Um, music to the poetry or vice versa if I have a piece of music and I just say what does this feel like so I have a lot of songs at this point so so in terms of, of you know getting your career off the ground there's a, a lot of skill development a lot of skill building um, you know trying to uh, really uh, pinpoint who you are as an artist and uh, so you've worked locally with Ronnie Lee and Nancy Kelly mm -hmm. uh, I guess to develop your voice yes. or um, your yes. artistry. So talk to me about what it's like tapping into uh, those kinds of resources in our community uh, to help you build your skills. Yeah, um, big shout out to to Ronnie Lee and um, and Nancy Kelly because uh, that they definitely helped me hone in on my my jazz influence when it comes to singing. I think the jazz influenced my singing more than you know the music. It's in there, but. Um, and they, they really helped me show my, a different side of my voice that just wasn't even there. And it's extremely important, I think, to include people who have been there and been through it and not just shut them out for whatever reason, you know. I, I'm so grateful for them, too, especially. I mean, and then talking about what it takes to, like, build yourself up as an artist, um, I think what was most integral for me to my growth as an artist would be when I was, again, a, a little bit before 16, and... Um, I just started spending 
hours and hours a day. This is right after I started homeschooling because I was so passionate about music. But um, I spent about nine hours a day just playing guitar and piano and writing. And I was I was determined to make sure that whatever I did was uniquely me. And I think that if I hadn't done that, I probably wouldn't even be satisfied with who I am at all. Not that you were ever really satisfied as artists, but yeah. Do you remember the first show that you played in Central New York? Maybe where it was? How long did you play for? What was that like? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my first show, I, I came back from, I went to college for one year at uh, Stevens Institute of Technology and learned a lot about mixing and things like that, um, the engineering side of music. And when I came back uh, that summer, we scrambled to put together my, my band, which is still my band, uh, Trey Reed on drums and Billy Harrison on bass. And together you're, you're known as Tanksley. Yep, yep. And they're awesome. Um, couldn't do it without them either. And uh, we we literally, in about a week, we had to do, like, 20 songs. Whoa. And our first show was at Funkin' Waffles. And it went really well. It went really, really well. Because they're, they're just awesome, and we have really good chemistry, which I'm, I'm grateful for. But... Um, yeah, that was our first show. So what was the what was the crowd reaction like? They liked it a lot. Yeah, I was like surprised. I was still very I had like stage fright. So bad, so so much stage fright. Um but they they definitely enjoyed the music and I think that helped me realize that like, you know, it's not just something that's going to help me get through this hard time. It could be enjoyable for everyone else too just as much. So, it kind of encouraged me to keep getting weird. <laughs> so you play your first show goes well at Funkin' Waffles. Maybe a little bit rushed, but it, but it goes well. What was sort of the next step for you? So you've done that one show. How do you start to build some momentum? Um, well, basically, uh, keep. I always make sure that I keep the practicing. That regimen continued for a while, that nine hours a day. Um, and then also uh, reaching out to different people in the community um, who book the different shows around town. That was very important, and my manager helped a lot with that. Um, just making sure that you stay in people's faces as much as possible, at least when you're not in the studio recording, you know, a lot. Um, and, yeah, that was very integral. We started playing at Alto Cinco, Ocho Cinco. Uh, we played at Dinosaur Barbecue. We started going to Binghamton a lot, Ithaca. So, yeah, you start spreading out, go to the city. And you've hit a, a couple of the festivals here too, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We've been doing... One of my well, my first show as a solo performer was actually at um, the New York State Fair. Okay, and I right. believe that was when I was fifteen, before the band, the couple years later. Um, but I wasn't really sure that, like, you know, music mm-hmm. was my thing at that point. It was just me singing, and I had someone else playing the guitar for me and stuff. But it was it was a really good experience. Um, and we've played there f- four times now. Well, I played four times and three times with the band. And uh, it just, it's so much fun. I usually play at the Pan-African Village. And then I also did the Experience Stage last year, which was really cool. Yeah. You know, oftentimes we hear from a consumer's perspective, you know, there's nothing going on in the city. There's no place to go and, and hear music that's that's new and fresh and engaging. From a performer's perspective, from a creative perspective, are there outlets in this city for you to go and play regularly and get your music out there in front of audiences? Yeah, um, I would say... I mean, funk was a major one for me, as I've said, but I would say one that unfortunately just got closed, but they're trying to find a new location, and I really hope that they do. So shout out to Spark Art Space, because they were, they were a great place to find new music and new bands, and um, they always had like an eclectic group of people in there, and I, I really appreciated that. So um, yeah, let's help them find a new space, because I think that was a major component to like, you know, younger, younger artists around here finding 
a place to get their music out. Um, but yeah, I, I mostly like the bars around here are a good place to just hone in on your skills and like get out there because people are out, you know. So, what, what what's the next step? Um, so you're building up a reputation locally. You have expanded beyond central New York, so you're hitting southern New York, you're hitting downstate, you're hitting the city. So what do you see as the next uh, step that's going to help you? Actually, let me start with this question. Where do you want to be? Where Uh, is it that you're trying to get to? um, I mean, I want to get to a point where, I mean, I I think it'd be lying again to say that, like, I don't want my music to touch as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. So whatever, whatever that takes... While still maintaining my artistic integrity, I think that's where I'd like to be, as high as I can go. Without, you want some, you want some cheese along with that, too, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> if cheese comes, then I will eat said cheese. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so, so with that in mind, the next Prince or whatever, Bruno Mars, whatever, how do you, what is the next step for um, you getting beyond New York State? Yeah. I mean, I try not to compare myself too much to different people, but um, the next step for me is really focusing on the studio. Mm-hmm. I've been really honing in on my skills in terms of production and getting getting the sounds to come across the best that they possibly can on record. And um, I'm I have about seven songs done now. I that I'm like really confident about, and um, we'll probably be putting out an EP very soon. I'm working with Bob Cudarella, who's an amazing, amazing engineer, producer, and writer. Um, that I'm, I'm lucky to have met last year, and we, I teamed up with them. And uh, Phil Quarteraro is my uh, my manager currently, and um, we'll be we'll be moving, getting some stuff done, some visuals, and yeah. What's what's what do you think's the key to, to breaking through those barriers? Is it through the studio getting uh, recorded product out there that that people in a wider context can access, or is it? building up that tribe of fans through live performance which one or is it a combination of the two what what do you see as uh one of the key tools to breaking down the the barrier between um being uh, a regional artist and becoming a national artist mm. i mean i i definitely think it's just a combination of both um but for me, with the way that kids consume music anyway today, I think a lot of it boils down to the record more so than we probably Con- like consider you know because even even like these really cool pop records they have some really interesting mixes on them and like there's new ideas being like brought into play that i think other people disregard because they don't listen to that type of music and mm-hmm. especially in hip-hop there's like a lot of interesting stuff going on in the way that they mix their records so um yeah i feel like in terms of moving forward kids are always looking for that new sound as long as the groove is there whatever sounds the best is honestly what i think they'll end up going for at the end of the day <laughs> who is whose phone is that not sure is I'm, that not, I'm not gonna play into your joke here joe <laughs> i know whose phone that is it's, it's not mine it's not justin's uh, so justin as we're talking about sort of that balance between the studio and as joe said building that tribe roughly how many shows do you think you play on a given year um whew, maybe i want to say maybe like 50 last year probably yeah maybe 50 Maybe some more than that, depending on depends on how much you're traveling mm-hmm. in between said shows. But yeah, recently I haven't been doing as many shows because I've been focusing on the studio so much. So it'll probably be a little bit less this year just because we're, you know, on the other side of things. But yeah. 
So one of the things that you, you mentioned was having, in, in terms of reaching younger audiences, was, was really having a, a song, a hit song or a, a staple of songs, um, which means you need something catchy, something funky, something that's going to take hold. Yeah. You got the skills for that? I mean, are you gonna I, play something now? Yeah, yeah, I can play something now. <laughs> All right. Well, I need to I need to let uh, folks out there know we're uh, talking with uh, Tanksley, a uh, young yes, man sir. who is uh, a hot up and coming artist here in Syracuse, looking to break through uh, to the next level. He's on the three one five with uh, me and Kevin, and uh, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see if he's got sort of what it takes to. Uh, to do this thing. What you got, man? What you got? Uh, the song is Revenge, and this is unreleased, and it'll be coming out very, very soon. It's like a funky little thing. So, yeah. Back in the walls, back in the walls. No revenge gets the upper hand, baby. You better be ready when I get off. Do you want your revenge? Give me your reason to get even more even with you this evening. Give me your reason to get even higher than the last time. Seems past life, come get me good like I've done you wrong. Indict me with your power, make me whole. Feel me say, what's my name? What's your name? Well, we must have slipped through the ecstasy when we came. And she feels sweet revenge And I can't move But I'm screaming with my eyes I'ma get you good yeah, yeah.
Is this joy in my bloodstream? It only happens when you're near me. what i'm talking about that's going to get it done thanks like nice tell me about that song uh yeah so i wrote that um that's probably one of the fastest songs i ever wrote actually i had the chords and i was just like vibing to it and i liked how twisty it got and yeah how so so that part that that's not easy is it i mean i um, don't play guitar but I, I i know for for darn sure i can't i can't do that <laughs> I mean, it's not particularly simple, but it's so not, that, it's not too hard. Dun, 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 that yeah. fingering, that's not difficult? Um, That's actually one of the easier parts, kind of. Do it. Yeah. Let me see. So. Oh. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that, I can't do that. <laughs> I would say he's got the skill set. I would say he's got the skill set. So now it's down to marketing. Yep. How are you marketing yourself? Um, that's what we're working on right now. We're uh, figuring out a plan. Um, I'm on social media and um, at, at Tanksley Music. So if you want to follow me, it's uh, it's there. Uh, yeah. And on Facebook, we're also at Tanksley Music everywhere. And um, we're currently working on a plan. I really want to make sure that like the visuals are right, especially um, just so that when everything rolls out, it fits with the music because um, it's it's... It is best, I mean, kind of rolling back to what you were talking about before, it is best to see us live, I think, in my opinion. Um, it's just a different feeling you get. I can tell even with just you on guitar, it it seems like it could be infectious. That's right? nothing compared to the my band. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's times 10 with the band. <laughs> Love those guys. So, look, what's been the struggle so far? What, what's been the frustration? What, what's been the, the thing that makes you... Uh, periodically wake up and say should I go back to school should I do something else what's the struggle um I mean to be honest I do not have those thoughts like really? I do not like so it's not an option problem no not Fail, really. failure is not, not an option no this is this is happening like this is my, my life this is my life mm -hmm. whether whether I like it or not this is what I'm doing I'm making this art you know until it's over I mean, I'll, I'll definitely do other things, but I don't see my, myself going back to school for the same reasons. I'll put it that way. So that was a pretty hip song. Um, you've written somewhere around 400 songs. Is there one song that you think defines who you are as a songwriter now, right now? Mm. Oh, that's tough. Uh, there's one. I can't play this on piano, but um, 
There's one. There's one that I wrote actually a long time ago when I was. So tell me about that. This one's called Freaks, and um, this is it's like a slower kind of song, but I think it kind of grabs the rock side of me as well as like the R&B stuff, uh, pretty well. And I just like the lyrical content. I was it was like a nice story because it was a dream that I had. So it was so natural for me to write this song, and I feel like I'm always trying to capture. So when you say freaks, you're talking about uh, people who are sort of on the outside, or are you talking about chicks in miniskirts? What do, what, what do you mean? Definitely the the first one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of both. It's kind of like a play on words, because it's spelled freaks uh, like free and mm-hmm. then K-S. Um, but the dream was me being trapped in a painting in a museum with like this woman that you love, and mm-hmm. you don't really want your love to be on display. You kind of just want it to be a more personal thing. And um, so, like, the whole thing is kind of about trying to escape this painting and get out of the museum by, like, melting out of the painting, which was an interesting visual to me. So, like, um, I, I don't know. I guess I guess it's kind of a combination of both because mm-hmm. there's it's definitely, like, a sexual aspect to it. But it's more, like, it, it's definitely more of, of coming from a place of just wanting to be yourself. Mm-hmm. With this other person that you're in love with, that's really what it's about. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I hear I hear a lot in in your music that reminds me of so many artists. So, with where you're at, both personally in your life and then professionally with your career, what are you trying to get across to people when you write songs? You write songs with the goal of doing what? Um, I mean, to be honest, my my major goal would get to be. A point to get to a point where my music helps people realize that it's okay to be themselves. Because I mean, it's as cliche as it is. Like it's really not something that kids have a lot. To, and I think that with all this content being thrown at us constantly, we we forget that we have to develop ourselves, you know, and who we are, and look inward for for certain things to develop ourselves. So I think it's it's nice to have music that just encourages you to just be weird, which is why I like like getting out there, you know. So uh, control your thoughts, suppress your thoughts, hyper-focus. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that song. That's a funky song. I like that. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Hyper-focus, that's the song I wrote um, actually while I was at, at college. Okay. I went to college, and it was a really good experience. I, I'm glad I went. I learned a lot, um, especially from my, uh, my professor, Seth Cluett. But um, he... Uh, I've always had struggles with with professors. Let me put it that way. Teachers in general, they're always. Mm-hmm. I'm that kid, and then it's like, oh, you have so much potential. Why don't you just do the homework? <laughs> you know, like you should actually complete this because it's pretty good when you do complete it. So um, I got to that point where I was having those struggles with the professors at school, and it wasn't because I, I wasn't interested. I was just I hadn't written in a long, long time. And this is the song that came after a kind of uh, burst of creativity you know, post me trying to like focus on studying so much. Um, I really just couldn't handle it. And then, so this song is got a lot going on and it's about ADHD and my inability to focus basically on the schoolwork mm-hmm. because I had to write the song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, well, it's, it's, it's been a real pleasure having you on the 315. Oh, thanks uh, for having uh, me. And we yeah. enjoyed listening to the music and we wish you the, the absolute best with your, uh, career, stand by because I want you to think about what you want to do because I want you to take us out gotcha. with a, yeah, with a sure. song. But if you want to learn more about Tanksley, his music, and upcoming performances, make sure you uh, bookmark his website, tanksleymusic.com.
If you're looking for more on-demand programs from WAER, be sure to check out the Pop Life podcast that takes on the hottest pop culture headlines of the day. Or if you're a science fan, take a listen to Science on the Radio with Dr. Marv Druger. Information for both shows is available at waer.org. He's Kevin Kloss. I'm Joe Lee. This is Tanks Lee. Yes, sir. And you're going to take us out with what? Um, I'll do Freaks. Do Freaks. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about Freaks. We are in this musing Where no one really cares And we are two different shades And we are oil-based so rise with me to the top Lion and lioness Each lick a warm embrace Now the sweat dripping down your face I love the sweat chipping down your face It's melting, melting